Thanks for listening to the Cool Church Podcast. We're praying that wherever you are on this journey, that this message encourages you. And we wanted you to know that you were created out of love. And now, here's today's message. I love it. I love it. Well, babe, just, just grab, let's grab seats. As y'all can see, we are not here uh, on our own. We got some very special, I can't call them guests because they are not guests. They are family. So I'm going to take a moment to introduce you to some of your family that if you don't know, you should know. Uh, we decided on this last uh, session of a different world to do a little panel discussion. And we're going to talk about relationships. We're going to answer some questions. And here's the fun thing. If you're in this room or you are online, you're going to get an opportunity to ask questions to the people on this panel. So we got some questions we're going to answer because, you know, there's stuff that we always get asked about with relationships. But if you're sitting out there, I want you to be thinking about your questions, okay, because you're going to get to ask us some questions pertaining to relationships and dating yep. and singleness and all that fun stuff today. And don't be scared. Don't yeah, be don't be scared. scared. And, if you're, and if you're online, start putting those questions in the chat. And one of our online host team for the online campus, they'll let us know the questions and we're going to answer questions. That sound like fun for y'all today? We gonna answer what you want answered, but first we got some stuff that we just feel needs like it needs to be answered. Okay, so with that being said, introduction number one goes out to yada yada um, yada 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 yada. Okay, yeah. Everybody, y'all give it up for Yari Abaru. She is the Next Steps Director of Cool Church. If you've ever taken culture class, discipleship, gotten baptized, gotten your child dedicated somewhere, somehow, you cannot come through Cool Church without going through Yari, okay? Uh, she is amazing. She's been with us down since day one. Um, and she is single by choice. The most eligible bachelorette in the place. <laughs> Shoot your shot, but come to me first. I need to approve. Uh, so, I don't play about my Yari. So Yari, Yari, we're single. I just I want to ask the question that I know some of the cool kings out there thinking about. Oh, um, you're, you're single. <laughs> now, now there's a difference. Some people single and they ain't available. Are you available? Why you got her business all out I there? I feel like I'm a. That's a setup question. It's just not a good. <laughs> You're already single. That's all I I'm going to like, say. Yeah, don't set me up, Pastor. I won't set you up. You got to go through us anyway. We pretty, yeah, we, we tough. We don't play Very by y'all. So. Okay, so yeah, cool, cool kings. We Applications. Okay, all right. Must have a job. Okay. Um, credit real application. Life. It's going to be In real life. Credit. <laughs> yup. Oh, man. So we got Yari. Y'all give it up for Yari one time. Yay. So she going to represent for the singles today. And then we got, where the singles at? Make some noise. I just, you know, I gotta, you know, I gotta, you know, I gotta do this. If you're single in this room, man or woman, stand up. Single, stand up. Fast, Go. fast, fast. Stand Especially up. Especially the men. I'm trying to help Especially you. I'm trying men. to help. Stand up. Look stand around. Up. Look around. Stand up. Oh, you cute. Stand up. I like you. Now look it's around. Look, look it's around. It's a cute one okay. over here, ladies. Right, oh, there's look. another one. Yeah. <laughs> Listen. See, so I'm, y'all I'm, single down here. Stand up. Y'all missing y'all opportunity, man. I love it. I love it. Oh, the good, man. the fine ones, meet them in the quad. Quad, okay? Everybody's fine in don't, some type of way, Joanne. Maybe they're fine on the inside. F- 
fine from the inside out. It got to be fine on the inside and the outside. We are all created in the image of God. Everybody yes, is are. fine in Jesus' and name. Some of those Everybody's images like, oh. are finer than others. <laughs> If you have to say from the inside, we could just start off there. <laughs> tough crowd, tough crowd. Okay. All right. So, so now I want to I want to uh, present to y'all. I call them Come the they, they the OGs. I like the old. They the original gangsters of Cool Church. I love it. Yes. Um, we got. It, you know what? I've been saying y'all names like this for so long that I. I only see y'all as a single unit, yes, okay? A unit, Cheryl. Yeah, we call them Cheryl. <laughs> this is Sherry and Harold, but around these parts, they are known as Cheryl, okay? We've been calling you that so long, I cannot separate you anymore. And they are the leads of our cool marriage mentor. How many of y'all have had conversations with Cheryl? Come on, make some noise. They know what they're talking about. How many years of marriage is, is over there, Cheryl? 25 years. 25 years next week, Monday. Wow. 25. So that's good. All right. So you got 25 years of marriage. You got 15 years of marriage. And you got zero years of marriage right Thank here. Thank you, Pastor. That's well, really years of dating. <laughs> but she got some dating experience. And some singles experience. Many years of potential. Yeah, a lot, a lot of years of potential <laughs> happening there. So we're going to have some fun today. We're going to answer some questions. And hopefully, man, this will be a blessing. We're going to try to have this and make this very conversational. Um, but yeah, let's, let's, let's just get right to it. Um, you want to ask the first question? Sure. Because I like, I like just the way you... I like okay, you that first little, of all... That little orange outfit. Okay. Like Don't my play with it. You like my special little pumpkin over there, girl. <laughs> You like my little carrot, girl. Come on, let me on. let me get a bite. Let me get some vitamins, girl. Come on. Wow. Wow, that's wow. awkward. Okay. Wow. I'm married. I can say that. Okay. <laughs> you can. I can. All right. So, um, first things, let's have some fun. All right. Can we all agree we're going to have some fun? Y'all good? Yeah. All right. Wait, wait, wait. Before we get too ratchet up here, pray. <laughs> let's pray. Father yeah. God, we thank you so much. For this time, Lord, that we get to dig into your word and your principles to, um, to view our real life situations today um, in a different way, God. Your word is relevant. It's always relevant, God. And so we look forward, Lord, to learning more and to hearing from you concerning our relationships, Lord. And I pray for every single one in here that whatever is in their heart, Lord Jesus, that you will speak to it, God. And I pray that above all else, that the relationship that they have with you be first and be the healthiest relationship of all. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Go ahead, girl. All right. First so we're going to get right you. into it. So the first thing we want to address are boundaries, mm. physical boundaries. So what are some practical uh, boundaries for singles in a dating and a courting relationship? So mm. I believe that this question is not necessarily directed at the most eligible bachelorette, but... Um, but it could be. You know, it could be. But if you want to chime in on that, that would be great. But... We're talking about boundaries when we're in a courting and a dating relationship. So what are some thoughts you have about that? Okay. Hi, everyone. <laughs> 
So um, for me and my past experience, the first thing is when establishing boundaries, I had to learn that like you're you can't like you can't feel like you got it under control like you don't need God when you're wanting to have like a peer relationship when you're wanting to like establish boundaries I feel like you have to be a one self-aware and know that you are going to need the power of the Holy Spirit to help you and guide you navigate that both that's of right. you guys um, so I think that's like first thing first um, some boundaries that I could think of that have been really helpful for me in the past have been um of course, being self-aware, but um, having accountability, having people that are like checking in on me. Um, I'm someone that I'm like able to be open and honest with if I'm struggling in any specific area because, you know, let's be real, tempt you know, temptation, right? It happens. Yep. Um, and so accountability is something to really put in place and it could absolutely be a blessing. And then also having the conversations. Um, and I'm really big on like, yo, you know, if you put yourself in a situation like Netflix and chilling, Come now on, you man. know, you Talk know, you know. Oh, I'm gonna do it at the service. And I ain't gonna So, feel as a single it. folk, right? If you sorry. are single, that's not where we're at yet. Oh, sorry. Right, sorry. right? Sorry. Um, doing things like that, right? Like being able to be like, yo, you know what? Maybe we should hang out more in a group setting. Mm -hmm. Maybe you shouldn't be over at the person's house like at midnight because what you doing at somebody's house at midnight anyway? You. you know what I'm saying? Um, I know what I'm doing at the house at midnight. <laughs> Stop. And it's not Stop. what, you know, single folks that are. Wanting to have a pure relationship should be doing at anybody's house at midnight. Right. Um, so those are some of the things that I put in place. I think my biggest thing, though, in setting boundaries is like having authentic conversation, um, having accountability, being able to pray together. Um, I think that also empowers y'all in the relationship as you're both wanting to, you know, do this in a way that is pleasing to God. Um, and yeah, I think that's that's a little bit of something. Any thoughts, our marriage mentors? How do you, what are some of the things that you guide your singles in if you ever do talk to singles and as it relates to boundaries? Absolutely. Just like as Yari just mentioned. Good morning, everyone. I just um, like to hear Harold talk. <laughs> Hello. Sorry, go ahead. Um, first of all, something so key about accountability. Even in our marriage, you need to have accountable friends, mm -hmm. couple friends, mm -hmm. and godly, big, friends. godly friends, definitely. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, need, we, we always touch on this and uh, find yourself some friends that can, you don't want to hear what you want to hear, but the truth. Yep, 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 yep. yep. You better preach. I love that. And that's one thing that we always uh, uh, tell our couples. Um, when you're together, pray together, because mm -hmm. us striving couples pray together. Mm -hmm. Amen. I love it. And I think, go ahead, baby. No, I, yeah, let, let me just, because I haven't dated in a long time. <laughs> but, but I think, I think the thing about Christ's Christ character, it doesn't matter what season you're in, it always just kind of works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's th three things I, I thought about as it pertains to this question, and it's, Date with integrity, date with intuition, and date with intention. Date with integrity. Understand not just who you are, whose you are. Because I'm a child of God, there's just certain things I'm not going to do anyway. Yeah, yeah. Right? Integrity. Date with intuition. 
What is intuition, a feeling? The good thing about knowing who you are, knowing you are a child of God, means that you should be led not by your feeling, but by the Holy Spirit. So follow that intuition. Listen to the Holy Spirit. There's some people that walk into your lives and you know they ain't no good as soon as they walk into your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because of how they look or what they got, you're willing to entertain something you yeah. know ain't good for you. Yeah. Follow, listen. What uh, Jiminy Cricket used to say? Let your conscience be your guide. You know. Like, you know, that's the spirit speaking to you saying, hey, they, they ain't no good. Yeah. Just just walk away right now. Use that intuition. But the last one is date with intention. That's great. Some of y'all like just doing stuff just to do it. Like, I don't like to do anything without intention because I'm looking for a result based upon everything that I do. I'm not saying you can't have fun. I'm not saying like on the first date you drop down on one knee, say, girl, I've been looking for you. For She's going to run. But be, be intentional. Why? Because every breath you take and every moment of life is a gift. Yeah. So I don't want to waste it just playing around, do yeah. I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people, like, because they don't date with intention, they play around in their 20s. And because they keep playing, they play around in their 30s. They play around in their 40s. And then they be like, wait, I wanted to get together, but you never dated anybody with real intention. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Intentionality matters. Amen. But their intention to do what? To get married. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think we just need to be clear about that. I got an intention that. too, but I'm already married, Stop so my it. intentions Stop have it. changed. Stop Sorry. It. But I, I, we've said a lot, but one thing I think is, is critical in terms of boundaries and setting there is that you have to make it and determine in your mind that you're not going to date um, somebody who's not equally yoked. Yeah. Thank you. There has to be spiritual, yes, yeah. spiritual compatibility. That's right. Like, we ain't even... Like we can't even we can't even get coffee if that's like if, if we're not there we have yep. to be eye to eye on there and why is that important because then things like avoiding lust yeah. or things like putting God first become a problem right. if you're not equally yoked right and so we gotta establish that thing in, uh, that spiritual compatibility yeah. first yeah. and then then and the, the I, I believe with the whole um, we have to. Create a boundary around lust, right? That we will not provoke each other in lust. Yeah. And um, and that we know that that's a that that's the, like the the hard part, right? In dating. Um, but I love it the way that John Piper said it in his book Future Grace. It says the fire of lust's pleasures must be fought with the fire of God's pleasures. If we try to fight the fire of lust with prohibitions and threats alone, even the terrible warnings of Jesus, we will fail. We must fight it with a massive promise of superior happiness. So in other words, what God offers is far greater than carnal pleasures. So create a boundary around your desires. Amen. Sinful desires and, and those, those feelings of lust. Go ahead. It's good. good. It's great. All right. I love that. Let me ask you this question, though. Is potential or good intentions enough 
when you're seeking to have a relationship that will lead to healthy marriage. It's like, so, so one person asked me this, it's like, man, it's seeing the potential in somebody. It's potential enough to, it, yeah. For me, it could be a thing like if I see the potential in you and I see that, yes, you have good intentions, but I can't want it more than you want it for yourself. That's when it becomes a, I mean, it becomes a problem for me, right? Um, because let's be real, there's a lot of people that have gone through life with good intentions, with so much potential, and they have not lived out what God has called them to do, right? They are not operating to the fullest of their ability, living in the fullness of God. And so, yes, like having the potential is a cool thing, but then for me, it's like the action. What are you doing with it, right? You just can't stay there. Amen. That's great. I and love I, love, I love how you said that. Yes, right? Intention is the way in. That's the, that's the initial contact, right? But then we have to look at character because yeah. character is what stays. Yep. When yep. you are dating in a relationship and then you get to the point of marriage, it's the character that stays yep. with you. So if a person is habitually late, never pays bills on time, can't hold a job for long periods of time, those are signs of a character yep. that probably won't serve you well in a marriage. Right. And so in order for you to be able to evaluate somebody's character and even display character yourself, there's only one thing that can help with that, and that's time. So over time, you start to see time reveals a person's character. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. And so it starts with intention, but then immediately thereafter, you're on a journey to discover that person's character. Amen. Um, you see, Pastor Joe, it goes back to um, unequally yoked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you are dating someone who is equally yoked as yourself, the Holy Spirit will sink you all together on potential. That's good. And the Holy Spirit will prompt you and let you know, okay, he or she is the one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's the importance of dating someone who believes in the same God you believe yeah. and who loves God more than he loves or she loves you. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Um, I love good, Yari. That's great. That's really good, Miss Sherry. Um, and even to like what you were saying, Pastor Joanne, um, the Bible tells us, right, like the fruits will speak for themselves. Mm-hmm. So you have to be aware and pay attention to the fruits, right, because, you know, I have a lot of friends, a lot of good sisters in my church and in life where, um, you know, like they could talk a good game. And even for the fellas, like I'm sure she could talk a good game. But like you were saying, like, what's the character like? Like what what fruit is being produced? Right. Because he could be like, yes, I love Jesus. But it was like really his grandma is just the only one that's been praying for him all his life. And he went to church when he was young. But like, what is he doing today right now? Right. Right. So, you know, no offense. But yeah, I'm just saying. That's, that's specific. <laughs> I mean, I, about the name I, I feel like that was directed at somebody. <laughs> Listen, okay, I've been through Yo, some Yo, grandma be praying, but you don't be praying. <laughs> no, because they always like to be like, yeah, I have a relationship with Jesus, but never like pray. <laughs> Through their grandma. That's just... But it's okay, because, you know, but you, but you could grow. That's the beautiful thing. Yeah, like, you could yeah. grow. And so yeah. just being mindful and paying attention to the fruits, yeah. um, I think it's super, super important because, like Pastor Joanne said, and even like Ms. Sherry, like, it will speak for itself. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think you got to, like, really look for potential. Like, potential looks different in different people. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think, Joanne, you can speak to this a lot because, like, when, when, when we met. Yeah. I, I, I was. He was broke. <laughs> I mean, he was in college. 
Ramen like, you noodles gotta, was, you, gotta, uh, you, you know. Like, you, can, you gotta qualify that statement. You can't just be throwing that out there like that. Uh, Yo, them uh, Wendy's meals was hitting though. You, was, you had me on them Wendy's. Them Wendy's date nights. So this, oh, okay, just brief. Don't, don't, don't dig into it, because yes, I was, I was broke. But what did you see to let you know that I wasn't gonna stay broke? I ain't you, broke no more, y'all. Yes. You know what I'm talking about, boy. Oh, <laughs> okay, That's real leather, y'all. Upgrade. All right, I knew he wasn't gonna stay broke because of his character. Listen, I will go back to that. His work ethic was insane. He had four jobs in college. And some of the times I would go and be with him at his jobs when I wasn't working, because I had four jobs too. Um, Both did. And I just saw the person that he was and the excellence that he, he uh, displayed while working. So it's not just showing up to, to your job, but then being excellent at it. And he got promoted a lot. And you know, it was just always, his, his bosses would brag about him. You see what I mean? It's like, it's not enough for you just to show up to work, yep. but you gotta be excellent in yeah, everything yeah. that you do because you represent the most high God who is excellent. And so I saw that everything he did was just done with such a high level of quality. Even his work and his his uh, artwork, because we we would we would do our studio sessions. Um, our art we we met in art school for y'all that don't know. And I would just see the way and the work that he would put into his artwork and his assignments and how excellent they were. Everything that he did, he always did it to the best of his ability. And I said, a person like that will never stay broke. And amen. I like, I like, I, I love you, girl. And I, I want you to understand, like, she said I had four jobs. She's not playing. Like, like I think some of y'all think that stuff is a joke. No, he like, literally had four jobs. I was a telemarketer. Yep. I did design for a baseball team. I made futons, and I was a TA while taking 18 credit hours. You have the time in the day to do whatever you want to do. Amen. It is, it is your choice what you choose to do with your time. And you're not going to work that hard if you don't have vision. Amen. I knew what I, I went. I did stuff with intent. So I'm just, I'm just speaking to that person out there that's like, well, you know, I can't do that job because that don't fit into my vision board. Stop that. Stop that. Like, get a freaking job. Period. Like... It's people hiring. And yet it may not fit ultimately into the perfect picture of your entrepreneurial dreams, but like nobody's gonna ever work for you if you don't know how to work. Man. Man. Like, just learn a good work ethic, man. Like yeah. it, it, it matters, okay? Like so it's potential coupled with character. I, I, here's a question I got, and I, this is a good one because, because of social media, Marriage and relationships have been made an idol. Yes. Yeah. So I want to ask this question. How do you not make it, how do you how do you not make wanting to be married an idol? That's a great question. Because they see the Instagram photo. Right. But they don't know. Yeah. So how can we talk about that? Because I feel like the person. <laughs> 
you just spoke about character and potential. And um, I know for a fact, um, those things are key for marriage. Mm-hmm. Because in the beginning, I was kind of shriveled. You know, I was swinging left to right. Mm-hmm. But I had a wife who used to talk to me all the time. You used to pray for me. Because I know prayer is our foundation. Yeah. And Pastor T, I know for a fact, I know what he's portraying right now in our social media right now about marriage. I don't know how to explain it. It's fake. It's fake. That's the easy way to explain it. Because I know when we are rooted in Christ Mm -hmm. and we know marriage is is from Christ, from God, Mm -hmm. we know we cannot we cannot move away from that. Mm-hmm. It's a God institution. Yeah. That's right. And that's why we stick to it all the time. Because mm-hmm. we know we're not two, we are one. Hey, yeah. You better preach it. Yep. We are one. Mm-hmm. And every single day, we stick to it mm-hmm. through yeah. prayer Yeah. as our foundation. Amen. That's biblical. It's, yeah. Gen- it's Genesis 2, 24. It says... A man will leave his mother and father and cleave into his wife, and two become one. I, it, it, can I can I just speak to this real quick? Like I ain't gonna say much more, but I I, I do want to speak to this 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 idol of marriage that we have yeah, created. Yeah. Marriage is painted to look like a fairy tale when it actually should look like a funeral. I know that's not what you thought I was gonna say. Teachers, Marriage is not teachers, a fairy tale, teachers. it's a funeral because something has to die. That's right. Your stubbornness gonna have to die. Your pride. Your pride gonna have to die. Your preference gonna have to die in order for you to birth or compromise to live. Something has to die in order for compromise to live. And like, Pastor T, you just made marriage sound very miserable. Let me tell you something. When you come to compromise, it's a new thing. It's a beautiful thing. So kill the fairy tale of marriage because marriage is not a fairy tale. It is a funeral. Who I was before I met her and who she was before she met me, those people no longer exist. There may be some traces of those people that we have brought into the relationship, but the longer I'm with her, I'm realizing the best of me needs to come into this and the worst of me needs to die. Marriage is not a fairy tale. Marriage is a funeral. Your pride has to die so that compromise can live. Amen. My God. And now I'm going to say something controversial as well, because that was pretty controversial, right? Mm -hmm. Is that God, listen to me, God doesn't promise us all that we will be married. Oh, you better. That ain't controversial. That's biblical. There is no promise in the Bible that says there is somebody for each one of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there is a popular trend that we see in, in, in our faith and on, on socials and whatever to pray for your mate, pray for your future husband, pray for your future wife. That's actually not really biblical because how, if, if you're not, if God hasn't prepared somebody for you, then what you praying for? Say, say that again, please. 
I don't remember what I said, so I can't say it again. <laughs> you should have been listening. <laughs> but seriously, that's, that's kind of like, a, a, it, it shocked me when I studied and, and discovered that there is no promise that yeah. we're all going to yeah. be married. Yeah. Right. But the, Christ does promise that we will be his bride. The church yeah. is his Amen. bride. Yeah. And we will be with him. But he doesn't say, oh, every single one of us are destined to be married and I have somebody for yeah. each one of us. Yeah. Because the other thing about marriage and being in a relationship with somebody is that it's tied to specific purposes. Yeah. 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 And that's so true. if your purpose is not tied to that relationship, then that's not a godly relationship. I mean, yeah. T tied to the purpose, then that's not a godly relationship. Yeah. We're outside of God's will. Yeah. And so we have to you know, once we, once we're constantly like, you know, we're in that, that, that idolization, oh, I gotta be with somebody, I gotta be with somebody, I gotta be with somebody, and we, we that's where we become obsessed with this yeah. idea of what we think marriage is all about, yeah. and we're not listening to God and the Holy Spirit that is speaking to us in our heart, and when we do that, we are, we are cutting off our, perp the purpose that God has for us, and we're ignoring the voice of God in our lives and anytime you do that and you put something above God's voice and his influence in your life that becomes an idol yeah. and yeah. so we have to release this this concept in our mind that oh I gotta find I gotta pray for my husband gotta pray for my wife and all that I mean it's great it's a great thing if God I think we have to be very intentional with our language God if this is for me yeah. God I pray X, Y, and Z. What but did, I think what did Jesus be, pray? Yeah. Not my will. Exactly. You don't pray for your mate. You pray for God's will. Because yeah. if, if, if God's will is for you to have a mate, then he or she is already out there. Yeah. He must become greater. Yeah. We must become less. So I always, I always say this in prayer. It's like, I stopped praying to God for the stuff I want a long time ago. I just pray his will, and I Amen. want what Amen. he wants. Amen? Amen. Um, can I just say something about that? Um, and even in that, so first of all, if you have made marriage an idol, and I know as single folks, especially like in this, you know, Christian culture, and we're talking about like the trends on social media and everything like that, like it is a very big thing, right? Yeah. Um, and it's easy to make wanting to be married an idol um, and make, you know, painting this whole picture. First of all, you need to repent because if you're making anything an idol, anything above God, yeah. you need to repent. Speak we could start off there. Um, but also like you need to surrender and trust because like Pastor Taryn said, right, like his plan are bigger and better for you. When you can surrender what you want and align yourself to what God is wanting and what he's desiring for you, then you can trust that his plans are greater, that he has plans to prosper you, to give you a hope yeah. and a future, and that he knows what he is doing. Um, but be present in the now. The Bible tells us in Ecclesiastics, like there is a season for everything, everything. right? So if you are in a single season right now, that is completely okay. Like there is purpose. We talked about it, you know, at the beginning of the series, like be secured in that season. There is a purpose for it. Be intentional in that season. Work on whatever God is asking you to do in that time. And everything else, I love the word, um, the verse that Whitney used, I love it, right? Um, Matthew 6, 33. Like, seek first the kingdom of God. As you're seeking first the kingdom, he'll add on everything. If that's a husband, if that's a wife, the family that you dreamed of and you desire, he knows what the, your, your desires are. He knows what you want. But most importantly, he knows what you need. And so we just surrender and we trust and yeah it's great it's beautiful yeah, I love it yeah come on come on y'all that was all better than y'all clapping this is some good information right
Is this helping y'all? Is it hard for some of us? Yeah, if we're honest, but you know what? We got to be spiritually mature. God, God can't use us if we still drink in Similac. Come on. Sorry, I'm just saying. Actually, I'm not sorry. I meant that. Get off that lack. I like that. Similac. So we talked about boundaries. We talked about, you know, um, not making marriage an idol. What about some red flags? Give me some red flags. What are some red flags some that, red that flags. you know, that, that you see it, or that you may notice in relationships and or that should be red flags? Because a lot of times we ignore red flags, right, when we're dating. So let's talk about that. What are some red flags in relationships? Let's go. Come on. That's the first one. We got one. marriage That's mentors the first in the one. front the first row, one. too. Say it, out, say, it, say it out loud. Lack of communication. That's key because in any, uh, any relationship, married or unmarried, communication is key. Mm-hmm. Because we need to understand that, you know, we need, because we know for a fact, if we're not communicating, things can happen. And then again, you have people say, he knows what I'm thinking. No. Don't assume. Man, wait, could you just say that out loud again? <laughs> say, just... No. Oh, oh, Choose your words carefully, Terrence That's Wilson. one thing. I'm just I'm, I'm agreeing with my brother in Christ. <laughs> oh, oh, she knows what I'm thinking. What you thinking? No, they, we don't know. I don't. I don't. You gotta tell me. Tell me. I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like I'm being attacked. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, <laughs> tell us what's really on your mind, sir. A lot. <laughs> A lot. I'll tell you what I'm thinking. No, I, I, I love that. I, like, I, I, am, I am very weary of people. It's a red flag for me when people, like, talk around the truth. Mm. It's like, yo, just tell me. Like, yeah. if I'm asking you, like, tell, don't, like, try to talk around it to make me Because if you can't directly give me the truth, I feel like you're hiding something. Right. Yeah. Yep. It's like, you ever meet the people that always got a story for something, but it ain't got nothing to do with what you was talking about? <laughs> Watch out for them. That's a, that's a red flag because usually those people are hiding something. Sometimes they hide in the whole other families. Because they done talked around something. They told you what you wanted to hear, but they didn't tell you what you needed to hear. Right? Um, isolation. I love that Leo said it. Harold said it. Don't, don't, don't be around them folks that's trying to pull you away from your people. Exactly. Isolation is one of the greatest tactics of abusers. They try to get you separated from the people that'll point things out, hold you accountable, or that will be like... Mic check. Mike. Oh, okay. The devil thought he had me. <laughs> the abusive people utilize a tactic of isolation because they know if no, if they isolate you, then you won't hear that good sense that somebody that loves you is giving you. Amen. And so if you start feeling like they always want to take you away from your family or your friends or, you know, they they always talking bad about them or they don't respect your family. That's another thing. That's that's a form that it it always it's always little right. Little by little, they, they, they take you away. 
And so you have to be careful because sometimes we may be so in that relationship and loving how we're feeling, right? And we don't even realize we're on this island on our own. And when you need help, then you're too far away for anybody to help. And so we got to be very mindful about that. Like, we don't need... Marriage is about community. Relationships are about community. And so if we're isolating ourselves, then the question has to be, well, why? What's going on there? Amen? Those are signs also as a controlling spouse. Mm. That's right. That's one of the things, and that's a red flag, that you have a controlling spouse. Mm -hmm. They try to isolate you from your family and friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so that's the right. And why, why is, uh, like, why controlling spouse? Talk more about that. Like, what's that about? Yeah. Yeah. Well, in our connect group, those who are in our connect group, that's what we've been teaching this semester, signs of a controlling spouse. Okay. You want to go through some of those? <laughs> I mean, I mean, here's here's the thing, and I and and last week we talked about submission, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, where do you draw the line between like submitting and being controlling? Mm, like, how does good, that? That's you know? a good question. First of all, submission. I know Pastor T talk about it. Uh, submission under a mission. Sub. If he has no mission, or if he has no mission, cannot be underneath. Submission. That's pretty good. Because uh, we know for a fact, and uh, I want her to be with me, but I have to be the leader of the family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to have that mission that God gave to me. Yeah. Just like Adam. He gave Adam the mission. Yeah. I have to have that mission. And um, as Marv mentioned to you, we need to understand that marriage is a full-time job. Mm-hmm. It's a full-time job. There's no rest for the worry. <laughs> yeah. And uh, controlling, first of all, we talk about isolation, lack of communication, and do not prioritize the relationship. Mm-hmm. That's one of the signs of a controlling husband mm. or a wife. Because they need to. Be <laughs> they need to prioritize, right? They need to prioritize uh, the relationship because we know the Holy Ghost out there. <laughs> We, know, we need to know for a fact that, you know, we're in it together. Yeah. Yeah. God put us together for a reason, for a purpose, for yeah, his yeah. purpose, yeah. not our purpose. And we need to prioritize all those things. And if, if I'm doing it by myself, I'm controlling okay, her. Okay, Harold, we got to talk for real, for real. You're an island man. You a Haitian man. And y'all got a reputation for being real controlling. I'm just saying, so Harold, talk to the men out there. Talk to, talk to the island people out there. <laughs> Let's go, Harold. Hey, Lean in. Hey, Harold, we'll take that. Listen, Dio, man. Dio, hey, hey, Come blink, on, tell hey, them the hey, truth. Hey, blink once if you need help. <laughs> I got you. I, I know for a fact. Um, you too, Terry. I know for a fact. Uh, first of all, I didn't raise in a family where I had seen a, a father figure, uh, you know, married in, you know. My, in, you didn't have a no, father figure. No, I didn't figure. have no. Okay, okay. And I know for a fact when I met Sherry um, 25 years ago, I didn't know her. 26. I didn't know her what Ooh, to do. You better get your numbers right. <laughs> I didn't know what to do in the beginning. Joanne, how but, long we been married, Joanne? I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> Let's go. Keep going. I got you, Harold. But you. my mother, 
was the one that teach me everything. Wow, wow. And she was telling me, first of all, when I was going left to right, she was the one that told me, uh, you, need to, can, you can do anything you want to, but respect your house. And I went and I sat down and I think about it. I said, God, how do I feel to have somebody else raising my kids? Since then, I changed because I didn't want anybody else to suffer what I suffered. Mm. And my kids can tell you, if I don't love Sherry's more than Makila or Matthew than all of them the same way. Mm. Matthew is his favorite though. <laughs> <laughs> he gets away with murder. <laughs> but then again, husband, Haitian husband, Highlanders. We have to prioritize your family. Amen. Dion Creole. <laughs> Come on, give it to them. Nous pas supposé contrôler Kyla comme si c'est notre boss. Nous c'est boss ensemble. We are together. We're in it together. She's not the boss. I'm not the boss. He's the boss. Can I just say something to men, island or otherwise? <laughs> We're called to be rocks, not rolling stones. Ooh, rocks stay in a place. You could build a foundation with a rock. You can't build one with a rolling. Why, why, am I, why am I saying that? Because you don't want your legacy to be a legacy that you left. That's been the story that's been told too often about us. Yeah. Let me just say this, man. I, I, I don't think anybody's beyond redemption. Gentlemen, sir. Like, stop. Just stop. Like you get these cats that get into these all, 10 different relationships, got a whole other family on the side, all, all, all this stuff, and then you mad your kids don't like you. Mm, mm. Like stop. Yeah. You, you can, you can, it's my core fundamental belief, anybody could change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, you can change, but you have to stop. <laughs> be a rock, be a stone, be the foundation for your family. Yeah. Don't be a rolling stone. Don't be all over the place, man. Yeah. It's a truth. And just like I said for the men, I'm not stupid. There's some women that do that stuff too. Because yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I know some good dudes who were stones, who were rocks, and the wife said, he a rock, he boring. He don't know how to move. He ain't moving the way I want to move. So because you're looking for a thrill, you left the man or you cheated on the man that did what he was supposed to do. Some of y'all looking for thrills in the wrong things. You're looking outside when there's somebody that's actually doing what they're supposed to do. So it goes both ways. And on either side, you have the ability to change your legacy. Amen. Amen. So, honey, while we're on this, is there an unforgivable offense? Like something Are that there is unforgivable just... unforgivable offenses? Yeah. yeah. Where, do we, where do we draw that line? This is to the question. Are there unforgivable offenses? Mm -hmm. 
if I have to be biblical, everything is forgivable, mm -hmm. not everything is acceptable. Mm -hmm. okay. Listen, to, listen. Jesus said, I, listen, there's been some people in this room that have gotten done wrong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like dirty. Once again, you finding out about families. Mm -hmm. You got people calling you, telling you about the person you've been with. There's people that have been physically abused, that have been mentally abused, emotionally abused, people that have been manipulated. Everything is forgivable, though, but not everything is acceptable. I can forgive you and not choose to deal with your nonsense. Because free will is a real thing. Like, I, I, I can make a choice, and, and, once, and once again, if you're going to forgive, like, really forgive somebody. Yeah, yeah. And then you have to make a choice what you want to do after you have forgiven. Some people make the choice to say, you know what, I don't have to accept this. And some people make the choice to say, you know what, I've forgiven and I'm willing to fight for change. Some people will change and some people will not. Yes. And I'm not going to just be like, oh, just leave because I've seen where forgiveness has really taken hold of somebody and people have changed. Yeah. But I've also seen where people, they take that forgiveness and they throw it back in the other person's face and continue to do what they're going to do. What I'm telling you is you can forgive somebody and not continue to get abused. Yes. You don't have to stay in anything abusive. Biblically, the marriage covenant is broken. It's broken. So I'm I'm never I'm never gonna I'm never gonna like and you should get divorced. Listen, I, I if you truly have forgiveness in your heart, and it's not a forgiveness where it's just like the the way we forgive. The Bible talks about Christ's forgiveness. He was like, you have to forgive because I've forgiven you of everything. Like, we have to forgive the way Christ forgave. Like, Christ died on the cross for people he knew wouldn't care. He forgave people he knew would not respond the same way. But once again, just because forgiveness is mandatory, acceptance of abuse is not. Amen. Amen. Cheryl, do you got any words for that? Yes. And, you know, forgiveness... It's so key because that's why we can say we're going to be married 25 years. Come on. Forgiveness is a choice. If you choose to forgive and you stay, you have to forget the past. That's you have it. to let it go because the past cannot take you into a... How do we not remember? How do we forget? We got to be good at forgetting. Well, you don't forget, you don't. honestly. Yeah. You don't forget, but then you made a... Uh, stand to say, okay, I forgive you. You just have to be intentional about leaving that in the back burner and, and just look forward, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. When I choose to forgive my husband for all the things he have done. <laughs> That's real. <laughs> it's real. the truth. Our marriage right now is built and based on forgiveness mm -hmm. because I choose to forgive and I stayed. I stayed and I fought for my marriage. 
I did, I did everything we had to do as believers. I was told, you know, by someone I reached out to, okay, you married, you know Christ, I can't tell you to leave your husband because that's not biblical. It's not like he was abusive in, you know, physical abuse. It's just some of his ways. And I seek help. And I want to reach out to, you know, we were talking on island men. Um, you island men, it's okay to get mentoring. It's a lot of men. Yes, therapy, had, mentoring, all of that. Yes, I've had a lot of women, they're struggling in their marriage, but their husband don't want counseling. I don't believe in that. And this is primarily yeah. island men. It's, you know. It's a cultural. It's a cultural yeah. thing. It's okay, man, get counseling, because if yeah. we did not, Again, we wouldn't be here today. And I, I love this picture because it's like, there's no perfect relationship or marriage up yeah, here, no. man. Yeah. Like the, the, the marriages that last are, are the ones that put in the work. Yeah, yeah. The, the marriages that last are the ones that are constantly forgiving. The marriages that last are the ones that constantly compromise. The marriages that last are the ones that put the effort in. And once again, it's like, yeah, I, I know culturally we got this thing with like island man, island folk, this, this, and that. But man, I, I'm just I, I just, I just want you to understand, like, the marriage that works is the one you work. Yes. Yeah. Doesn't matter culturally, like, effort isn't a cultural thing. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yep. Like the, the, the work and the heart that you put into it, no matter what, what story or journey your, your marriage has taken, will ultimately determine the legacy you're trying to create with your marriage. Like, that's why I keep saying like, it, is, it is imperative that we believe in our hearts as Christians that anybody could change. Yeah. Yes. Any, but like, if, you, if, you, if you're looking at that husband that day and say, oh yeah, Island man, he always going to be like that, then he won't ever change. Exactly. He won't. If you're looking at her and you're like, man, she for the street, she ain't going to ever change. Well, <laughs> you clearly have not read Hosea. <laughs> she was. I'm just saying, like, she, she was definitely for the streets. But the reason that we get that story from the prophet because it's an enduring love that is a love beyond circumstance he chose to forgive so because like miss sherry said he chose to forgive then once you make the choice to forgive if you want to work it out then you also have to make the choice to endure yeah. amen yeah. i um I think we had a few others, and then I'm going to kick it over to our online questions, um, or just, some can that. Let's just jump. Let's jump there. Now. Is there? Yeah. We got a question online. I, I only on. have yeah. one other one that I I do want to get to is All keeping right. things spicy in the marriage. How do we do that? Shoot, you ain't asking nothing, but. <laughs> Well, first of all, you have to make sure to dress alike so that you'll stay together and things. <laughs> Yes, you're together. But I think, I think it, it, on top of that, I think you could do a twofold question. How you think keep things spicy, but what are some mistakes that you've seen in marriage? So whichever one um, kind of resonates with you, uh, go ahead and answer that, and then we'll cue to online. For us, um, we do spend time together. We prioritize that. Yeah. And... Because I mean, y'all stay together. on dates, I have to say. Yes. Like, they're always like, oh, we're going here, we're going there. Yes, we, we do yes. go on dates. Yes. And that's one thing people don't like to do. They are married in a, 
life is over. <laughs> you know, what they used to do before they get married, they stop doing it. You see, that's one thing that you need to do. And uh, you don't have to go anywhere. It could be in the house. Yes. I like to go out, though. I'm just saying. <laughs> Spend all my ears. <laughs> let, 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 let me talk about this little spicy thing real quick here. Okay. We do have an exercise for you guys, those who are married. <laughs> Going to the book of Song of Songs. Pastor T. Pastor T. Joe. Song of song. Okay. I mean, okay. I'm willing married, to learn. I'm married okay. couple. Go ahead. Spice up your marriage. Yo, you better, you better play that song in Solomon now. You can just use your Bible. Yes, sounds like so. Pastor D, get your Bible. Pastor Joseph, your Bible. This is for the married folks, okay? This is for married, married folks. folks. Yeah, you already sent this one out. <laughs> for married folks. Take notes. Songs of Solomon, mm. chapter 7. And Pastor T, you can go to verse, uh, start from verse 1 to verse. Um, Pastor D, you need to come over here. 6. Mm-hmm. No, oh, I need him over here. Oh, come, come. oh. Yeah, you have to go over there. <laughs> 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 you ain't got to tell me with a good time. I got a song for you. <laughs> got the song of Wilson, huh? Capacity, you can read. Which part? Which part you want oh, me to read? Huh? To verse, uh, was it chapter nine. seven or chapter six? Ch- seven. Chapter seven. So you in the, you in the wrong chapter, girl? Come on, man. <laughs> chapter seven. Pastor Ooh. T, you read to Pastor Joe verse one. One to nine. One to nine, and then Pastor Joe, you read the, the rest. rest. Okay. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, like, should I look at? No, look. I'm gonna show you how to read it, girl. I'm gonna show you how to read it, girl. You can do himself. How beautiful are your sandals feet? Did somebody just make a gunshot sound? Bluetooth. <laughs> oh, pr- oh, Prince's daughter, your graceful legs are like jewels, the work of an artist's hands. Jesus. Okay, let me. I was about to do something real inappropriate. Your navel. Ooh, they even talk about the belly button up in this thing. Is <laughs> a rounded goblet that never lacks blended wine. Your waist is a mound of. Why? Where? Where's that voice? Like she's like terrified. She's not. Your waist is a mound of wheat encircled by lilies. Mm. Your breast assists are like two fawns, like twin fawns of a gazelle. Your neck is like an ivory tower. Your eyes are like the pools of Heshbon by the gate of Bath Rabbit. Your nose is like a tower of Lebanon looking towards Damascus. Your head crowns you like the mount of a camel. Your hair is a royal tapestry, even if we sew it in. It's a royal tapestry. The king is held captive by its tresses. How beautiful you are and how pleasing my love with your delights. Your, your statue is like the palm of your breast, like clusters of flu. I said, I will climb that tree and I will hold that fruit. May your breast assist be like clusters of grape and your fragrance and breath like apples and your mouth is like the best wine. I just did what the married mentors told me to do. That's all I did. Listen, y'all, I don't see the problem. 
Your turn. I'll wait. Stop, Terrence. I want my song. Don't sure change me on my phone. Stand here so I can see you. May the wine go straight to my beloved, flowing gently over lips and teeth. I belong to my beloved, and his desire is for me. You better claim it. Tell him what his desire is. Come, my beloved. Let us go to the countryside. Let us spend the night in the villages. Let us go early to the vineyards to see if the vines have budded, if their blossoms have opened, and if the pomegranates are in bloom. There I will give you my love. I'll give it all. Give it all. What what time is service over? The mandrakes send out their fragrance, and at our door, is every delicacy, mm. both new and old, mm. that I have stored up for you, my beloved. The Lord is my shepherd. He know what I want. Lord Jesus. Yeah, we, we Ooh, the Bible this. is something else. Huh? So you see, the Bible <laughs> y'all, y'all ain't know. teach you how to keep your marriage spicy. It's in the Bible. I love that. Read, it, read your Bible together. Married couples. Amen. Read Amen. Read your Bible together. Amen. One and then have sex. <laughs> now listen, no, 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 I, no, I'm going to listen. Have sex. How you keep it spicy? Have sex. Yeah, that's right. But, like, but, need, but, but wait, no, wait, wait, no, wait, 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 I got you, okay, I got okay, you, I got you. I got, I got you. Have, 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 have sex. Have sex often so that you can learn how to pleasure your partner. Yes. Because here's the thing. If you don't learn how to pleasure your partner, sex, instead of sex being a joy, it becomes a job. Let's go. Say that again. See, fellas is like, yeah, and then it's like, wait, I got to do work? <laughs> Some of y'all, fe- listen, man, fellas, I just got to speak the truth, man. Y'all be rushing. <laughs> don't nobody want that lazy sex. Just, just. I hope the kids in the, in the kids thing, because... Some fellas out there, y'all be two pump chumps and then be mad because I'm just. Listen, listen. You so focused on. Listen, listen. It. Listen. Hey, can every man in here agree that when you have sex, you gonna get what you came for? The question is, is she gonna get what she came for? I listen for y'all I ladies listen, real fellas. quiet over here. We trying I, to help you out. I, I'm just I'm just saying because here's the reality. If you learn what she likes, she going to make sure you get what you like. All the time. All the time. So fellas, just 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 hear me out, man. Just hear me out. The better she feels, the better she going to make you feel. Amen. Listen, do not make like there's I, I have I have counsel couples all the time. And I know when people ain't having sex. They be the most miserable looking people on the planet. And they be like, oh, we ain't had sex in six months. I'm like, how? 
housewife. I'm like, is she? Is y'all not taking showers? Like, 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 what's what, like, how, like how? You passed this person for six months. How in your own house? And y'all ain't having sex. Like, wow. You're probably getting it from somewhere else. But, 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 but once again, once again, it's, it's, it's like when you, when, when, right, we did it. Like, don't nobody want that. Yeah. Don't nobody, don't nobody want that. Y'all laughing because you know it's true. It has to be pleasurable for, for you to have a deeper connection. It's actually an act of worship, which is why the Bible takes time to write about it. Yeah, yeah. Because it's the way that we, we're not worshiping each other when we have sex. That's actually a way to worship God yeah. because you're doing what he created you to do Amen. together. Amen. Amen. And I think um, as we talk about making mistakes and seeing mistakes that I've seen, I've seen how um, some in some relationships, the people in the relationship will weaponize sex. Man. You have to be careful with that because weaponization means you're using it to hurt the other person. Right. So they'll do things like they'll withhold sex as punishment for them not doing what they want them to do. And that's not biblical either. <laughs> I'm a, I feel, I'm just I feel for whoever is sitting next to that, uh-huh. <laughs> Don't use sex as a weapon against your partner. And, and we talked about that at great length, so I won't belabor that point. But then, then there's other things, other mistakes in couples. And, and I think it speaks to losing the spice, right? Because yeah. it's really hard to you know, feel that spice and that desire for your mate when they're always talking down on you. Right. Right? They don't respect when the partner doesn't respect the other one. Or they're always talking down and throwing their mistakes in their face. Or they don't honor each other. And then you want to have pleasurable sex after that. Like, that's just, it all, it all works together. Amen? Come on, you have to start. I believe that sex starts with the language and how you speak yes. to each other. Right. And one of the uh, practical way that you can do this and practice, you don't have to wait till nighttime when you go to bed. Yup, because sometimes we be tired. Uh, yeah. you <laughs> Miss Sharon, you preaching now. Come on. And you reach home, you be ready. You ready. You locked and loaded. You I ain't ready. even wait. I, I ain't waiting that long. It's like, we up now? You up? Hey, girl, you up? Hey. <laughs> That's terrible. Right. Um, if you both work close to home, you know, it could be a nice lunch break. <laughs> I like that. That's good. That's good. Yeah, you know, that's 25 years right there. Yeah. Keep, keep yeah trying, can go. can, we, get a, can yeah, we get an yeah, online yeah. question, please? Absolutely. You've answered quite a few of them already. Um, but one of them, real quick, is the scripture. If you can state the scripture that you read. Which uh, one? Song, Song of Solomon. Oh, Song of Solomon. What, what was it again? Song, Song of Solomon, Solomon, chapter 7. seven. Chapter 7. Just the whole thing. Tell them to read the whole thing. Chapter okay. 7. <laughs> And then, uh, can you give any advice for people that are struggling with same-sex attraction? Very Practical good. advice. It's good. Amen. What you want? That's all you, son. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Um, hear me when I say what I'm about to say. Attraction is not sin. Action is sin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you hear what I'm saying? Yeah. Attraction is not sin. 
Action is sin. Mm-hmm. And let me, ah, oh man, let me, let me, let me, let me, because I want to give you some Bible before you go crazy here. Uh, Yari, do, do me a favor. Let me see. Actually, no, I got it. I'm so glad somebody asked that. Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 through 25. Remember what I said, attraction is not sin, action is sin. Because your mind comes up with all kinds of stuff. Right? And what separates, what separates us from the animals, what separates us, God's creation, from everything else, is that just because you think about something doesn't mean you have to act on it. We have a free will, right? Galatians 5, 16 through 25. I got to bring the Holy Spirit into this because this will help a lot. This will free some people today. Mm-hmm. So I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary, opposite to the Spirit. And the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other. There's a war going on inside of you right now. Hear what I'm saying? So that you are not to do whatever you want, but if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious. This is verse 19. What's the first one it says? Sexual immorality. I'm going to come back to it. Impurity and debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, uh, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissension, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those that live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, or patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh along with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us stay in step with the Spirit. So, if we go back to that word... In verse 19, sexual immorality, that word is often replaced, or the translation of another word, fornication. Fornication, the Greek word for that is porneia. Anybody could think of a word that sounds like that word that we see in our culture today? Pornography. Porneia. And let me tell you what porneia is. It's it's illicit or it's forbidden by laws, rules, or customs. It's illicit sexual intercourse. Okay, so it's sexual intercourse that is illicit. It means it goes against the natural law that God has set. Adulterous fornication, homosexuality, lesbianism, intercourse with animals, etc. Sexual intercourse with close relatives, sexual intercourse with a divorced man or woman. Um, it's also a metaphor for idol worship. If you don't believe me, go on blueletterbible.com for yourself and look up all the definitions of that word fornication that comes from that word pornea. There's a lot of different things I said in there that go against the will of God. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of different things. And another word that is used in there is lasciviousness and that means 
unbridled lust. It means excess. We have to be very careful because when we start talking about unbridled lust, you know the other part of that definition? Control. Just because I think about something, heterosexual, homosexual, LGBT, however you want to be identified, just because I think about, because a thought enters into my head does not mean I need to act on that thought. Just because a thought enters my head does not mean I am that thought. What dictates what I am is what I do with the thoughts that enter my brain. This is why Romans 12, 2 is so important that I cannot conform to the patterns of this world, but I must be transformed by the renewing of my mind because there are things in my mind that are not of God. And what the Holy Spirit does to you, the longer you walk with him, it produces a fruit in your life. So I know people that love Jesus, but they have been trapped in alternative lifestyles and identities of their choosing. And I'm saying this word choosing specifically because I fully believe that the only identity that you have that matters is the one God gave you, not the one you gave yourself. That doesn't take away any of the love I may have for you if you're in this room. And you identify as, you can identify as a unicorn. I'm still going to love you. That's a choice. But what you have to understand is there's a there's a difference between God's love for you and if he is pleased with you. Based upon the word that I read, I don't care who you are. I don't care what you identify as. There are some things that will separate you from relationship with God. And what the Holy Spirit is supposed to do Over time, walking through this process of sanctification, the Holy Spirit is supposed to change who you are from the inside out. And I'm going to go back to what I said at the beginning of this message. In order to be in a marriage or in order to be in a marriage with God, something has to die. Jesus says to gain your life, you got to lose it. This is why Galatians 5 tells us about this this war that we have within. Because if you think that you could just do the same old things and keep being the same old person that you were before God did something to you, then you have missed what the gospel truly is. Grace saves you from your sin so that you don't go back to it. Grace does not save you from your sin so that you can continue in it. It saves you from your sins so that you don't go back to it. How do I stop myself from going back to the same thing? 
Here's what I want you to understand about the beautiful grace of God and the fruit of the Spirit. What the fruit of the Spirit gives me is something to run towards. But so many people are running from something in life without running towards something that could actually change their life. So the fruit helped me because instead of running back to lust, I'm going to run towards love. Instead of running back to depression, I'm going to run towards joy. Instead of running back to anger and fighting, I'm going to run towards peace. Instead of running back to doing whatever I want to do, I'm going to run towards self-control. You see where I'm going with these fruits? These fruits give you something to focus on other than the things that are constantly in your mind. I'm not focused so much on the desires of my brain because the fruit of the spirit is operating in me. So now I spend my days and I spend my time not running from the lustful desires of my past. I spend my time running towards Jesus just trying to be more like him because of the grace of God. And I want to say this for somebody doesn't matter where you find yourself on this journey because it's a journey for everybody but you know why it's so hard to change some of you have identified with things so long that you're so deeply entangled in it and because of it you've made life decisions based upon it that now you're finding it very hard to get out of because now you're hearing truth but the reality is there is nothing that can entangle you that God cannot free you from. Nothing. Nothing. An identity you've given yourself. Nothing. A feeling. There's a lot of things I feel like doing. I, I, like, I feel like flipping people off when they cut me off. It doesn't mean I do it. Like, my child, if you got a teenager, you know. 13 going on 30 is best for you. Because if you want what you want for you, listen, keep doing the same thing. You can still come here. I'm going to still love you. I'll still hug you. I'll still embrace you. I'll help you out when you need it. All that stuff. But do you really only want what you want for you when you haven't seen your whole life play out already? God knows what he wants for you and he's seen the whole thing. Beginning, middle, and end, and what he has for you is better than what you can actually imagine for yourself. So you can keep falling to your desires, keep falling to your flesh, or you can allow the war within to rage on. Because here's what I promise you. If you keep fighting that war on the inside and you trust Jesus, you will win. You will win. Because he has already won. We came in here talking about relationships and doing this panel and all that. And I just want to say this for somebody out there that is in deep desire of a relationship and you've identified with different things that have different kinds of relationships or whatever, whatever kind of relationship you're into, can I tell you, your pursuit of the one is not wrong but you've been looking for the wrong one. 
there is one that was designed for you. There is one that was made for you. But it's not who you think it is. It's been the one that knew you before you knew you. It's been the one that knew you before you were in your mother's womb. There's a God-shaped hole in your heart and that war in you will continue to rage on until you fill that hole with Jesus. The one, he is the one. The one that's meant to take you from death to life. The one that's meant to take you from old to new. The one that's meant to take you from your identity or the identity of your choosing to the identity that he created for you to be. The one you need to find today, the one whose relationship matters the most, it's not your spouse. The one that matters most is Jesus. Today, you can make a choice to have a relationship with the one. All you got to do is bow your head, close your eyes, and if you say, man, I'm, I'm tired of trying to do this my way. I got a war going on on the inside of me, pastor. I want to identify as a child of God today because my relationship with Jesus should be prioritized over every other relationship I may ever try to seek. And I don't know who I'm talking to. In this place or online, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Only Jesus can give you a new mind. The devil's playground is your mind. That's where he wants to make you believe you're not saved. That's where he wants you to make you believe that you can choose your own identity. That's where he wants to make you believe that you are less than. That's where he wants to make you believe that you are trapped. That's where he wants to make you a prisoner to your past. It happens in your mind. But your mind can only be freed when you relinquish your heart. Relinquish your heart to Jesus and he will transform your mind. He will transform your heart and he will make you a new creation from the inside out. With every head bowed and every eye closed, my call is simple, my call is clear. I'm looking for a person today that says, I need Jesus to transform my mind. I need Jesus to change me from the inside out. I'm tired of my old ways. I'm tired of my old pursuits. I need Jesus Christ in my life. Maybe you said that before and you've been running or maybe you've never said it. Today is the day of salvation. Today, here online. So don't worry about what your neighbor doing because they can't make no choices for you. You're going to have to stand and take an account for the choices you made while you were here on this earth. So on the count of three, nobody looking around, just me and God. If you say, I need Jesus to transform my mind once and for all. On the count of three, I need Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Here we go. One, two, three. Hold it up. Hold up your hand. High enough and long enough for me to see. Hold it up. Don't be scared. Hold it up. I see you and 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 you. I said all those you's so you know you're not alone. If your hand's up, stand up. Don't be scared. You don't went this far. You might as well go the whole way. If your hand's up, stand up. Come on. 
Stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up. There you go, there you go. Good, 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 good. Good, 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 good. You already did the hard part. Come down to the altar. Let me pray with you. Come, 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 come. Transformation happens right here. Change happens right here. Come on, come on. Everybody standing. Everybody standing. Come on. Come, don't be scared. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor right now and say, hey, because you don't have to do anything alone, I would ask that you honor this reverent moment. We're about to see a miracle, man. People getting saved is the greatest miracle you can have, so don't leave. I want to bless you before you go, but we're going to honor the, the decision that they've made. Amen? Look around your neighbor and say, hey, if you're scared, I'll go with you. If they say, yeah, just, just grab them by the hand and walk them down. You ain't got to do nothing alone. We family. I'm going to give you some time. Say, hey, you scared? They say, yeah. You want to go? Yeah. Come, look, see? I knew it. Yeah, come on. Uh-huh. Yeah, never too late. Never too late. Never too late. you to reach your hands towards them. Big step, big move. There's people up here that are giving their life to Jesus. There's people that are rededicating and there's people that are praying for God to transform their mind right now. I'm believing it's going to happen in the name of Jesus. If you're out there online, I'm praying this and believing this for you. The Bible says that when you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart, he is raised from the dead you're saved. The mind transformation begins and ends with Jesus. So I want everybody in this room to repeat after me. Say, Dear Jesus, I've sinned. Not proud of it, but I admit it. Today, I lay my sin down. Take it, I pray. I don't want it anymore. I reach to heaven to receive your forgiveness and take the place of my sin. I ask that you would accept me to your wonderful family. Today, I give my life completely to you. I'm yours, Lord. Dear Jesus, transform my mind and make it brand new. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, come on, somebody, give Jesus a praise today. If you made that decision, never gotten one of these we got this gift for you there's a bible in here there's a wwjd bracelet and a note from uh me and pastor joanne we just want you to know you look we love you and if you got questions if you just need prayer you see that sign says welcome to the family we got some family that's going to answer whatever questions you got uh right out there in the quad so y'all ain't you ain't whisking them away to a secret place we're just taking them outside family you can meet them out there but Bible says that when one comes back to the Father, there's a celebration in heaven. I can't open up the ceiling to show you, but I can help you hear what it sounds like. So on the count of three, with everything, I want all y'all online, 
claps, hearts, all that. But in here, I want y'all to lift up the loudest shout of praise to God because you just witnessed a miracle. Amen. And when they clap, y'all gonna walk that way. Here we go. One, two, three. Let's go. Hallelujah. That's for you. That's for you. Thank you so much for tuning in. To hear more messages like this one, please be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel. And if you like what you heard, please consider sharing with your friends and family to be a blessing to their lives as well. Don't forget to connect with us at our website, thecoolchurch.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at We Are Cool Church. And always remember that you were created out of love.